0: Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities country and world is in we are not ignoring or dismissing it we are concerned we are praying for you for all our brothers and sisters and for our fellow man in this difficult time that being said what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about god's word so keep us in your prayers and we'll keep you in ours And let's get today's episode started.
1: Hi, I'm Edwin, and I'm Andrew. Two men, fifteen minutes.
0: Eternal impact.
1: Welcome to Text Talk. His glory, I will see. I will empty. Welcome, Text Talkers. In this episode, we are continuing our discussion of Acts chapter ten. Edwin wants our section for today.
0: We're going to start in verse 24, read all the way down to verse 33. I am reading from the English Standard Version. And on the following day, they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit any one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I ask then why you sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon a tanner by the sea. So I sent for you at once and you have been kind enough to come. Now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. We're continuing this account of the first Gentile conversion. Luke has been preparing the way for us and the Holy Spirit has been preparing the way for Peter. And it's interesting to me that Peter gets there and he still doesn't know why he's there. Why did you send for me?
1: Yeah, so we're just picking up here. Um, in this part of the account, Peter arrives from Joppa. He has come with two of Cornelius' servants plus a trusted soldier. He was encouraged by the Holy Spirit to leave the house of Simon the Tanner and go with them wherever they might go. And it is quite the reception that he receives. You know, while Peter's still trying to get the, uh, I guess, uh, clarity for what his place here is and what he needs to do, my, what a welcome as a... Uh, Cornelius wants to fall down before him uh, and and treat him like a great, great thing.
0: And Peter says, no, 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 I'm a man. I'm not God. I don't get worshiped. I am a man just like you, which is an important point for us to grasp, because as with Saul, we commented on this when we talked about Saul's conversion last week, that Jesus himself appeared to Saul on the road to Damascus. Jesus himself could have conveyed the fullness and the entirety of the gospel to Saul right there, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. He sent him in to Damascus and made him wait for a person, for Ananias, to come and preach the gospel to him. And the same thing happens here, though this time it's an angel of the Lord that appears to Cornelius in this vision. Right. But the angel of the Lord could have told him, the angel of the Lord could have revealed to him directly exactly what it was that he was supposed to do to be saved, but instead relies on the person. He relies on Peter and Peter must now come to him and provide a message by which Cornelius and his house can be saved. That's amazing to me. It's humbling to me. To be reminded that God could pass this on any way he wants, but instead he chooses to use us to pass this message.
1: And while it is inappropriate to worship a messenger, as Peter makes so clear, um, the message itself is such a wonderful thing And those that carry it and teach it are called blessed in the scriptures. Uh, I'm put in mind of uh, Romans chapter 10, where the Apostle Paul is talking about the beautiful feet of those who bring the message of Jesus Christ. In fact, in Romans chapter 10, and verse 14, I'll just read a couple scriptures. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Just to underscore what you were saying, Jesus could have said directly to Saul of Tarsus what to do to be saved. The angel could have said directly to Cornelius. But what Paul writes here by inspiration is, how shall they hear without a preacher? And it is in God's will, which is humbling and exciting, but it is in God's will for men to carry this word to other men.
0: I appreciate you bringing up, Andrew, the point that we don't worship the messenger. I'm not sure that in the American context that we have too many people that we're in, we have to fear worshipping preachers or elders or or no. messengers. We're more,
1: we're more in this environment where we're worried about shooting the messenger. <laughs> That's the far greater danger. Well, Kill the messenger <laughs> than worship the messenger.
0: Wow, normally I'm uh, the dark cynical one. <laughs> was that a little dark? <laughs> Here's what I wanted to get to though, is that while we don't have I I think very little fear of people worshipping the messenger, especially not as literal as this. Yeah. I do think sometimes we can put too much emphasis on the messenger though. When when a preacher falls, mm-hmm. as some have. Mm-hmm. When when the preacher who converted me ends up turning away from the Lord or ends up going into some great sin. And we have Christians all over because of that falling away themselves, that, that may not be worshiping the messenger, but that is putting too much stock in the messenger. The reality is, look, Andrew, I love you and I respect you greatly. But if you ever decide to turn away from the Lord, that should not change my faith. What what you do with it, if you ever decide to go into sin, and I hope you would say the same for me. If I, If I end up in years to come turning away from the Lord, that should not change your faith because your faith needs to be in Jesus and my faith needs to be in Jesus, not in one another.
1: Well, I think that's the point. Uh, th- this is a, a tragic thing that uh, sadly happens with all too great frequency. That those who are set up as leaders, as teachers, as preachers of the Word of God, you you find out that that they are not what they claim to be. They are they are not what they have presented themselves as. Uh, perhaps walking away from the Lord altogether, or being exposed in some scandal, and and sadly. Sadly, it gives, number one, it tends to give all those that would set up as preachers or teachers um, a black eye, right? Uh, you, you know, when a different authority figures abuse that role and abuse that position, it gives everyone pause. But to your point. I think that there's a great lesson here for teachers and preachers to understand our work is about building up faith in Jesus Christ and not in trying to gain a following for myself, have my own popularity, have my own power. Uh, you know, motivation has to be checked here. Um, you know, if, if people were just falling over themselves to get a little FaceTime with you, you know, make you feel like a some kind of celebrity or something, you um, there's a temptation for all of us uh, to, to give into pride. We all want to be the I want to be the drum leader at some point or another.
0: Yeah, let me be perfectly clear here also. nothing I'm saying here should say that we overlook when preachers, elders, spiritual leaders fall, when they demonstrate hypocrisy. I think that's happened in too many, Spiritual heritages. We're, we're not. We're not saying that. Oh, it doesn't matter when someone falls, uh, but it matters when a spiritual leader falls only to the same degree that it matters when any Christian falls. Mm-hmm. And we just want to make sure that our faith is not in other Christians. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. And we understand that the Christians who are around us are going to let us down at times. They are going to falter. They are going to fall. Some of them around us are straight up hypocrites. I I agree with that. I often hear people say, I'm not going to go to church because it's nothing but hypocrites. It's not nothing but hypocrites. But there are some. And when we find that out, we need to understand they weren't the ones saving me anyway. Jesus is the one who is saving me, and that's where my faith is. When I discover that someone is being a hypocrite, I do what the Scripture says that I do with people who are in sin. I go talk to them. I bring two or three witnesses. And we walk through that process. process yeah. I, really, I, you know, I, I didn't want us to get too far afield from what's going on in the text, but you highlighted that idea of the worship, and I wanted to point out this application. It's not just don't worship the man, it's don't put your faith in that man, put your yeah. faith in Jesus Christ on the cross, and whatever that man does, he may do some wonderful things, but then again, he may end up letting you down. Your faith is in Jesus Christ, our faith needs to be in jesus so let's let's hang on to that
1: so it's a blessing to be a messenger of the Word of God, but Amen. ultimately, ultimately. Our faith must be in the message, and we need to encourage people's faith in the message, not in any one messenger.
0: I, I can't help but notice one more thing here before we wrap up today. When Cornelius received this vision from the angel, and the angel said, I want you to send to Joppa for a Simon named Peter who is staying with a Simon, a Tanner. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Wow, how confusing that could be. So he sends the guy while he's waiting for the Simon who has also called Peter to show up. What else does he call for?
1: Wow, he has gotten all of his family together, hasn't he? All of his household?
0: And not just his household, but even his close friends. Mm. You know, I I get that he would get his household together. I even get that he might get his extended family that's not in his household, but he's even calling in his friends. Uh, This is going to be a group of Gentiles more likely. I'm sure that there might be some Jews under this because he obviously had some relationships with some Jews, but... But Jews, as Peter points out, weren't supposed to be spending time with him. Yeah. So th- this is going to be a group of Gentiles, but he's about to get this message. And what he does is he brings others in with the message. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage, I need to remember this and everyone needs to remember this. There are folks around us, friends, coworkers, neighbors, family members, who need the gospel. Yeah. They need the message and we need to invite them to come hear it being preached and proclaimed. I don't know how many times lately I've heard people say that the idea of inviting folks to come hear a sermon is not evangelism that, Mm. that, you know, we're supposed to go and just teach, but here's a fella that he, and, and maybe it is the lowest hanging fruit Maybe it is just the least thing we could do. I hear people pejoratively speak of it like that. But I'm going to tell you what, if more people would be like Cornelius and say, I'm getting to hear the message, I'm going to invite other people to come along and hear the message when I get to hear it. Wow. What an impact we might have on that. We need to have this heart of Cornelius that says, I'm getting to hear the message. I'm going to try to bring some other people to come hear the message as well. I think that would be a wonderful thing. We'd like to ask you to invite folks to listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah, listen to text talk. We'd like to invite you if you want to give us some feedback, to even send an email to us: text talk at christiansmeethere dot org. Tell us what you are reading. Tell us what you are learning as we go along in Acts. If you've got questions about the Livingston Avenue Church, we'd love to have that kind of dialogue too. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We're going to
0: have some more information about that in the show notes. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer.
1: Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you that we could open the Word and be studying together in the book of Acts. Father, we are mindful of the power of your message to save our souls to change our lives and our faith is in your word it's a wonderful privilege to be able to share that word with other people help the messengers to remember they are messengers and nothing more and help us all to understand that our savior and lord is jesus christ may we live for you this day and for your glory in jesus name we pray amen
0: amen thanks for talking about the text with us today